sporting news, reviews and previews. This is the Sports Desk. Good morning, everybody. This is the Sports Desk. This Wednesday morning with your hosts, Kendra and Luca. Uh, it's a very, very bright, sunny day. I hope you're all feeling well out there. Uh, today on the Sports Desk, we'll be talking about the, uh, some controversial or touching issues regarding Jared Haynes' uh, social assault trial that's ongoing at the moment. Uh, return of Wacky Sports as well as some F1 roundup and recap over the weekend. So keep going free. But first, we're going to begin with the uh, Sport Integrity Australia appealing Shane Jack. It's a drug ban. Uh, Kendra, you had uh, some, some news that was breaking, haven't you? Yes. So as we know, Australian swimmer Shane Jack appealed her ban for taking ligandrel, or so she was accused of. And now Integrity Sport Integrity Australia are appealing this two-year ban, which I think isn't great for the Australia swimmer, obviously. Like she did spoke speak quite openly about how she's very excited to get back into her training, back in team, and we were almost talking on the sports desk how we'd love to see her, you know, make those international meets in the future. But I think this... If, Sport Australia appeal the ban and they see it through. I don't think she's going to be going to international meets anytime soon, Luca. Yeah, it's quite a quite a conundrum that they've put themselves into. Uh, you don't want to see your sporting career be juggled in the hands of like a court per se. Uh, it's kind of can be demoralizing at times, eh? Yeah, definitely, especially for sport like swimming where you have to put in so many hours of work. And I know that. You know, she'll Chan and Jack on the SAS TV show. She's definitely a very hardworking, strong-minded person. So I think something like this, it would just be so hard to, you know, continue every day, still trying to, you know, achieve your goal, having all these obstacles in your way. It would be quite – it would play in your mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Definitely, Kendra, definitely. Uh, I feel like uh, there's still not a lot of transparency or – Maybe let's say intent that was given on on Shane and Jack's part. There's still kind of there's still a lot of doubt remaining surrounding the the uh, intake of the ligandrol substance, and uh, yeah, it's quite fascinating when you think about it. See, the Sporting Integrity Australia chief executive David Chubb said in a statement that the decision to appeal this is based on the need for clarity for the dope for the anti-doping legal. Principle. So they're looking for clarity on the decision for her decreased ban on taking the ligandrol. So I don't know how this is going to look, but I think it could go either way, to be honest. Yeah. Well, if if the appeal is uh, is fa- like if they fail the appeal, right? Does that mean the the original four year ban is reinstated? That's a good question. I'm not sure, but. I think Sport Integrity Australia are just trying to ensure that there is a level playing field with all athletes, that all athletes have a, like, 
I treated fairly because, you know, at the end of the day, this was proven to be in her system. She says she doesn't know how it was and she didn't take it in order to cheat. But I guess they, the Sporting Integrity Australia do have that role where they have to, I guess, you know, stick up for every athlete that competes against Shana Jackson. Yeah, you have to feel for the other athletes too. Like in Australia, there's, there's probably so many hopeful swimmers out there trying to get their shot at, the, at a spot in the Olympic squad. Um, and then there's always this dark cloud of whether Shana Jack is allowed to compete or not, whether or not she will ever compete again as well. So it, it kind of is distracted for the other swimmers. I definitely can see the two sides this because imagine if you are a swimmer who competes against Jack and then, you know, you've done everything right, never tested positive to any illegal substances and then you've got a competitor that has, that would play on your mind a bit. You'd sort of start to think, ooh, was it done in this way or was it not? So I guess that that is the role that Sport Integrity Australia are trying to play, which I think is a good thing. But I also can see how hard this would be on Jack, especially because she has said, that she didn't take it intentionally to cheat. And she does come across as a very strong athlete who does want to ultimately achieve her goals and do her country proud in her sport, which I don't think anyone can, you know, take away from her. Yeah, you can't fault her for that. Definitely, definitely. Coming up on the sports desk this Wednesday morning, we'll be having a discussion regarding the Jared Hayne assault trial that's in process. So a bit of a content morning there before we get to that. Uh, but first, we're going to get to a song, uh, a little song during the break. Uh, you're going to be hearing from Sunday Sweet's local feature album. The feature album is titled Three in uh, Roman numerals. It's from uh, the artist God Ted, and the song is called Sun. You're listening to Sports Desk this Wednesday morning with your hosts, Kendra and Luca. You're on the Sports Desk this Wednesday morning with your hosts, Kendra and Luca. We just heard the song from God Tet. It's entitled Sun from the local feature album this week on our Sunday Sweets program. Three in Roman numerals. Uh, if you don't know, Sunday Sweets is a show on Sundays, 5, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And they uh, feature songs from eight international artists and eight local artists that receive heavy rotation during the week. And uh, yeah, we're playing some of their songs uh, this week in, in promotion of those, in, the, in promotion of the artist's music. Uh, just a quick content warning. The, the next story we're going to be talking about is the Jared Hayne sexual assault trial. That's an ongoing case at the moment. Uh, so just a quick content warning for anyone listening, trigger warning for out there. If you'd like to just encounter these issues or have any questions or want to contact someone, just dial 1-800-RESPECT. That's 1-800-RESPECT. Uh, Kendra, this is a very heavy story. This is quite a heavy story. And the fact that it just seems like there's a lot of – it's sort of vague. I guess that it's – it almost comes across as two people getting together and not quite knowing their boundaries. But we're also talking about this when it comes to sport is that there does seem to be a culture amongst athletes and stuff about respect and the link to sport has been quite interesting. What do you think in regards to this story, Luca? Yeah, so I think a, a few months ago we touched on a similar story. How their statistics had been shown that during finals events regarding AFL or NRL, and during the COVID lockdown crisis, there was an increased number of domestic violence uh, calls or incidents uh, that have occurred. Uh, an increase of that. So it doesn't really surprise me that sports stars 
have gotten into a really clear understanding of what consent is or they have been raised in a culture where uh, no one has been taught that as well. Like there's not a clear conversation before people reach adulthood. Um, and I think that's that's the clear problem. Yeah, I think this just comes from, especially in these sporting clubs and teams, is that they need to make sure they are bringing people in to educate the athletes on what's appropriate because at the end of the day, these people are role models for everyone, including kids. So I think that they need to make sure they're being role models for everyone on and off the field. And I know that this is their private life, but as they, as we said, they're in the public eye and if their private life, they do something like this, it does come out and it does affect everyone. So I think they really need to know exactly what their place is when they play sport and know that they can't behave like this. No one should behave like this as it is, but they need to be extra careful. Yeah. Uh, we have to say that the jury could not reach a verdict last week and uh, they're deliberating again on the on December the 16th. So that'll be the next uh, verdict per se. Uh, m- more messages have been revealed between the two uh on the two people involved, Jared Hand and the woman involved. Uh, and, yeah, further details have emerged, uh, c- further complicating the story and uh, putting murky water, let's say, in this trial. Sports stars and people with fame, they can afford to have someone represent them in court that could kind of swing the jury or lead the jury down another path and change the way the trial goes. But someone who isn't in that position might not be afforded that. So I feel as though when the when his defense lawyer says people should be equal in front of the law, it's very hypocritical and it's stated in a place of privilege. And I don't, I don't agree with that statement since uh, I think money talks, especially in uh, the law courts. 100%. Well, we're going to go to a song break now. We're going to be listening to Biting Stone by Skeleton. That was Biting Stone by Skeleton. You're listening to the Sports Desk on this Wednesday morning with Kendra and Luca. We're going to go to our regular segment of Wacky Sports. So, Luca, what Wacky Sport have you got for us this week? Well, Kendra, uh, I've been watching a lot of footage of Cardboard Tube Fighting League. Now, Cardboard Tube Fighting League, uh, they have events across... Sydney, Australia, Perth, Australia, as well as uh, different cities in California in the US, in the USA. Uh, basically, it's <laughs> it's two people. They get cardboard armor, they tape it to themselves, and they use like cardboard tubes that you find either like that you get from the mail or whatever, like gift wrap as well, the tube that holds the gift wrap, and they just start fighting each other, getting the getting the living daylights out of each other. <laughs> This sport sounds quite almost aggressive. Um, yeah, there's a there's so... usually a crowd circles them, and uh, they have an announcer and a judge to kind of oversee the event. So I'm just having a look at pictures now, and it seems like a lot of kids take part in this. Yeah, or uh, kids at heart. <laughs> kids at heart, true. But um, yeah, no, this actually looks like it's sort of like medieval or Roman vibes I'm getting from this sort of activity. Would you take part in it? 
Uh, yeah, I'd give it a go. I'd give it a go just for the laughs. Uh, it looks it looks kind of fun to be honest. Uh, it does look fun. Some of them seem really creative as well. Like there's, I'm looking at this picture of this one who's got like he's made like a whole like armor out of cardboard, and this other one who's look, looks like a dinosaur. Like he's cut out the cardboard boxes and made like a dinosaur's head and like tail with the cardboard. So I think people get quite creative. Yeah, that's. I think that's the best part about it. Uh, that people just dedicate or commit to the bit, and uh, yeah, they put their helmets on with the different cardboard shapes, and I think it's a really fun way to spend a, a Saturday afternoon. K- Kendra, uh, which which sport have you chosen for us this week? I have chosen wife carrying. So there is actually Australian wife carrying titles. So it's an actual event. And what it involves is married couples carrying, so male carries his wife in a race. Mm -hmm. And I think this is hilarious. They go through an obstacle course, so it will include sand, water, and fences. And the team with the fastest time for the obstacle course wins. This is quite interesting and there's actually a little bit of history around it. It actually originated in Finland and has been brought to Australia. So in Australia 2005, um, the wife carrying Australian titles was introduced. It looks to be that um, men who are taller, bigger and stronger with smaller wives tend to win. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> what, what do you think of this sport, Luca? Is uh, it one that you plan lo- for the future? <laughs> I'd say no. Um, I'm happy to <laughs> leave this one to other people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this looks full on, man. This looks full on. I'm looking at footage now, and it's just, uh, it's like tough mudder, but then you're carrying another person added on weight onto your shoulders. Um, yeah, I don't think my neck is that strong to withstand. Like they have a special yeah, technique like, to hold on, right? Yeah. And to be honest, I don't know how you'd feel being the wife, just sort of being like this ragdoll that's just being sort of like, I don't know, dragged along, I guess, in this race. I definitely wouldn't want to be part of it, but uh, each to their own. Yeah, kind of looks archaic. Look at him go. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Nah, this is crazy. Would not would not try. Okay. Well, <laughs> wacky sports this year. Insane stuff. We talked about wife carrying competition. We've talked about the cardboard tube fighting league. Uh, let us know what your wacky sports are. Uh, sports desk sin on Facebook and Instagram. There's plenty more to come here on the sports desk before we wrap up the show. We chatting about the F1 that occurred over the weekend at the Sakir Grand Prix. But, but until then, we're going to get to a song. This is Speechless by Akosia. You listen to the sports desk on Wednesday with your hosts, Kendra and Luca. Hey, you're on the sports desk this Wednesday morning with your hosts, Kendra and Luca. The song you would have just heard was from Akosia, Speechless. It's the song title uh, featured on our Sunday Sweets playlist. You can catch that online, sin.org.au. Um, and yeah, catch the show 5 p.m., 7 p.m., Sunday evenings here on Sin. Uh, we're going to continue on with uh, sport related news. We're going to be talking about the F1 race at Sakia Grand Prix. What an eventful race this one was, eh, Kendra? Yes, definitely. Quite-
quite eventful. But I think the biggest news out of F1 is that Lewis Hamilton has tested positive to COVID-19 as well. Yeah, big, big news. Big news during the week. Uh, Kind of unforeseen, really. But uh, yeah, hopefully he gets better soon. Definitely want to see him back winning on the track, that is for sure. Yeah, so that means the whole lot of repercussions happen. So George Russell, who is a Williams driver, but he's also a Mercedes Academy or Reserve driver as well. He replaced Hamilton in his Mercedes team, which meant Jack Aitken, the Williams Reserve driver, replaced George Russell at Williams. And of course, Romain Grosjean, who was involved in the massive incident last weekend with the big fiery crash he's not going to be racing for the rest of the season so Pietro Fittipaldi has uh, replaced him for the remaining races at Haas this meant that it was anyone's race to win at the Sakir Grand Prix Kendra and it looked like a lot of drivers were up for the race yes definitely it was quite a tight race from what I could see from the playback but yeah you had uh, Valtteri Bottas who was on pole position George Russell in the front row, Max Verstappen on third, a surprising fourth for Charles Leclerc, and uh, Sergio Perez just outside chance with fifth place on the grid. They got off the line all pretty well. Russell overtook Bottas into the first corner, and then there was a big kind of, let's say, outrageous overtaking maneuver attempted by Charles Leclerc on the inside. Perez held his line. They touched into turn four, uh, spinning Perez out. He ended up last. Uh, Leclerc broke his suspension and in that altercation Max Verstappen tried to avoid the crash and he crashed out as well so both Verstappen and Leclerc out of the race first lap Uh, this was an 87 lap race Uh, they were using the outer circuit of the track which meant that it was probably a record for the shortest lap times and it was very fast racing which meant also that you had to be really focused and on the on the limit at all times. Very quick uh, lap time trim there. But unfortunately for George Russell, bad luck seems to follow him. The person who replaced him at Williams for this race, Jake Aitken, so his original race seat, right, uh, spun out onto the home straight. Uh, his front wing was co- damaged in the process and brought out onto the track, so of course the safety car which meant that both Mercedes thought we should pit our cars to put on fresh tires and have a better uh, end of the race. But they double-stacked the tire, the two cars into the pit stops. And in the process, they mistakenly put Valtteri Bottas's tires onto George Russell's car, which is against the rules. Okay, And that meant Valtteri Bottas also had a bad stop and he didn't even end up putting new tires onto his car. So that's a pit again a lap later, which meant that Bottas and Russell lost positions and will drop down to fourth and fifth, leaving Perez in the lead. You think, okay, we've got 16 laps to go. Can Perez actually win this race for the first time in his career? And obviously, Mercedes with the faster car. Russell's coming through. He's closed down the gap to two seconds. And the, the bad luck continued for this poor kid, right? He, he suffers a left rear puncture and he has to pit again for new tyres, dropping him all the way down to 14th. And he was lucky, very lucky to score uh, three points in the end, finishing ninth with the fastest lap. But in all in all, it was a happy event for Sergio Perez. It was his 190th Grand Prix. He won the race, taking the victory for Racing Point, their first ever victory as a team. 
Uh, they got a double podium as well. Lance Stroll finished third, and the first podium for Esteban Ocon of Renault, finishing second. Australia's Daniel Ricciardo finished fifth. He stated he was very disappointed after the race, thinking that uh, they kind of fell asleep on the strategy-wise on their side of the garage, and they let the ball out of their reach and uh, didn't capitalize on other teams' mistakes. We're going to go to a song now, Halcyon Run by Isla Dan. You're listening to the Sports Desk on Sin with Kendra and Luca. It was Halcyon Run by Isla Den. So this week's episode concludes our season of the Sports Desk for Season 4. Luca, how have you found this season of the Sports Desk? What's been a sporting highlight for you? Ooh, I'd say my spoiling highlight of the season was seeing my my team, uh, AC Milan. Milan, I'm a Milanista at heart. Uh, they've been undefeated in Serie A for at least 30 games. Uh, they're sitting five points clear at the top of Serie A. It's 10 games so far in the season, this 2020-2021 uh, season. But uh, yeah, fingers crossed, Touchwood, Tocca Ferro for... Uh, yeah, a good positive season for Milan. How about how about you, Kendra? What about what about you? There's been some really good sporting things that have happened this year. I was looking forward to the Olympics, but obviously we couldn't have it, so I'm very upset that that didn't happen. But we have that for next year. But the best thing that happened this year: Richmond winning the AFL Grand Final. Nothing better. They just pulled it out all through the season. It was such a crazy football season. And with all the hubs, so much was happening and Tigers didn't start off looking like they were going to be real contenders for the grand final, but they came out and smashed it. And being a very hardcore Richmond supporter, I was very happy. It's been a great sporting year for football. So that is mine. Yeah, fantastic stuff. It's uh, It's been great to have sport come back and uh, kind of bring a positive light and positive energy to a lot of the fans and spectators out there. So I'm grateful we have sports and we're sports fans as well. All right, just before we close up the show, if you'd like to be a part of SIN, just head over to sin.org.au. There's a lot of information sessions and volunteering uh, workshops that happen over the year. So there's plenty of action happening here at SIN. The studios will be opening up soon-ish, probably next year. So Come on down, learn how to make community radio, learn about media, be a part of the sports desk next year. There's so much fun you can have here at SIN. Um, but that's it for us on the sports desk this Wednesday morning. We've been Kendra and Luca. I'm going to close the show with a classic, one of my favorite songs. This is War Pigs by Black Sabbath. <laughs> 